0: Today, I'm happy to have Andy Murphy from the Secure Dad podcast right here on Voices of Courage sharing with us ways that we can keep ourselves and our family safe. Things that are necessary and can empower you and your family, especially your children, when you have them prepared for many situations that can arise. Not necessarily saying that they will, but from what we've seen and we know, being prepared is always, always a good thing, and in a lot of cases, the difference between a life and a death situation. So please, listen closely, and let's welcome Andy Murphy. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is of Courage. Today I have with me a pretty awesome guest. Andy Murphy and Andy has a podcast right? Andy the secure dad right
1: yes it is the secure dad podcast and Brandy I appreciate you uh inviting me onto your show and I'm looking forward to our conversation
0: thank you for joining me I'm so excited to this is like right up my alley so I'm I know the (laughs) listeners this is something that needs to be to be heard because these are important things here you know
1: absolutely Um,
0: did you wanna um tell uh the uh listeners kind of what what it is that you that you do?
1: Sure. So, um what I have done is I have taken my passion for helping families to live safer, happier lives and I've brought it to podcasting. Before that, I had a blog. It was just simply thesecuredad.com and I would write a couple of articles a month and that took hold and people were really appreciating what I was saying and and, and all the information that I was passing on to them. So that led to the podcast. I will be releasing podcast number 142 on Wednesday. It'll be really exciting. And then there's also a book that's Home Security, The Secure Dad's Guide that's available on Amazon that has uh, sold well for the past few years because I think it speaks to what everybody really wants, and that is to be safe in their own home. And everybody has that right. Everybody has the right to feel safe on their in their own home and be safe in their own home. So this is just something that has really Uh, touched a lot of lives. And while I am not a member of law enforcement or the military, I have made the study of family security my life study, um, really honestly, for about 20 years now. So this is something that um, I have a lot of knowledge in and I have some experience in. But I just wanted you to know that I'm coming from the perspective of I'm just a dad who wants other families to live safer, happier lives.
0: And that's, and that's what I love about it too is that you just, you know, like a, a parent that, you know, that like just realized, you know, that you need to have safety things, safety precautions put in place. Nothing like this is my profession and we do this, this, and that. Right. Like, as a parent, like hey, these things are important. And that's what I really hmm. appreciated about it. And um, so I, I, for you, Andy, when you hear the words safety, like awareness or, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, what does that register to you? Because I know there was an event that happened, not directly. Right. Still happened and it brought some reality to you.
1: Sure. So, you know, that that big moment and that's, you know, I, I, yeah, I really the truth is this all started on April 20th, 1999. And that was the day of the Columbine shooting out in Colorado. Now, I was not there. I was thousands of miles away. And I went home one afternoon and turned on the television. Of course, there was news coverage of this poor high school in Colorado having the worst day it could ever possibly have. And I went to school the next day, and I thought to myself, this is different now. You know, The way I see my own classroom, the way I see my classmates is all completely different because anybody in this room that I'm sitting in in my homeroom classroom – could easily pull out a gun and just start shooting, you know, and we have a resource officer at our school, but if he is down by the library and I'm out here in the science wing and something goes bad, he's not going to be able to get here in time. That's physically impossible for him to be able to do that. And so that was a very sobering moment when I realized that my safety was my personal responsibility. And I've really lived that out every day. And when I first started understanding this, I I really didn't know what to do. My first thought was, okay, if something goes wrong, how do I get out? And then it developed into, okay, if something goes wrong, who do I grab on my way out? And then it has developed into um, something, an industry term that is called situational awareness, which is being aware of what's going on and minimizing your distractions. But, you know, we do have human brains that are limited, so there's no such thing as personal or perfect situational awareness. It's just simply being more aware than everybody else and being able to have a strategy for when something does go sideways. Yeah.
0: So very sounds like your your critical thinking was intact because a lot of people don't have that anymore. Right. Distractions. So yeah, that's um something that so basically yours was at a at, as a, at a younger age, which mm-hmm. is very very important because you know with my son I I, well, I pay attention to when we're walking to the store or something and I'm looking around at, at mm-hmm. good and for he's you talking to me and he's not looking at anything he's just there <laughs> right he's to you. he wants to see you look at him and engage he's looking in your mouth and right son, right any, you just cross the street just because I crossed the street but what if I wasn't really paying attention and you know and I, that's what worries me so I'm trying to get him to like let's talk just watch your surroundings
1: you know? and and good for you for realizing that and for looking around and wanting to get your child to be more aware of what's going on that is that's fantastic that is something that a lot of parents aren't doing
0: yeah you know cause my thinking is kind of like yours andy because i remember um this was at you know me you know as a mother though but there was an incident because i used to catch the bus a lot and there was an incident i heard of where these, this woman was sitting on the bus stop with her child but the car um, crashed and like ran up it, onto the bus stop I think it killed them but you know mm-hmm. and, and then from that day on when we we're at the bus stop I always pay attention you know it's like sure. a little distance from the curb but still anything can happen mm-hmm. you know and he's made me even more aware of situations situation anxiety a little bit but I can defer the difference and if that if I save my life then I'll take the anxiety any
1: day. <laughs> a- absolutely good for you for realizing. Yeah, because I mean I have a little bit of anxiety too. I think we all do. And and being able to realize hey this is a serious thought. This is an anxiety that is that is really good.
0: Yeah. It's got to get those kids but you know I know I'm gonna ask you this. I know exactly what you're gonna say. Well so <laughs> what would be people's number one distraction when it comes to safety and uh you know the awareness.
1: Sure. The number one distraction that we all have, like if we're waiting at the bus stop is looking at our phone and I am guilty of looking at my phone in public. So I'm I'm not, you know, preaching at you saying that you shouldn't do this and then I go out and do it. I do it, too. I get it, because a lot of times when we're at the bus stop, there's that one person that makes us really uncomfortable that we don't want to make eye contact with. And it looks perfectly normal to look into your phone and try to ignore that person. I get it. Um, but when we have our focus, you know, you know, our 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 head is pointed down to our palm or we're holding our phone and we're looking at it. We're not looking up. We can't see that car coming that might, you know, hit us while sitting at the stop. We can't see the guy who is clearly on drugs and talking to himself and mumbling while holding, you know, a knife is coming towards the bus stop. We, we have to be able to give ourselves the ability to see trouble and then be able to respond. And if we are in our phones, which are designed to fully Take over our brains and make and have this big immersive experience uh, then we really can't see those things coming. So while I'm not going to tell you, never look at your phone in public, but what I will say is limit what you do on your phone in public, because you may need to pull up an email. Uh, to look at directions for something you may need to use the maps to figure out where you're going next it you know you need to be checking the weather whatever it is so just kind of make a small commitment to yourself to say hey you know what i do need to pull out my phone but i'm going to look at this one thing and i'm not going to get distracted and i'm going to turn it off and as soon as i turn it off i'm going to look up and i'm going to look around and see what's near me yeah
0: definitely that man that's a lot too because people are just you know I guess it's that passing that time, whatever, you know, even mm-hmm. if you just have headphones on too, you're looking around, you still need to have them turned down to a, to a level two so you can hear. Right. Um, you know, danger. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: yeah. yeah. And I see a lot of joggers and they go around with their headphones on and stuff. And, you know, I go out and I run and I do stuff and it's like, I don't use the headphones when I'm out there because I want to be able to hear a car coming and things like that. But it's so boring if you don't have music or something to listen to. And I'm just like, oh, this is the longest ever. This mile has just gotten longer and longer. But it really is important to be able to hear the footsteps coming, to be able to hear the car coming or or hear a dog barking at you, you know, (laughs) whatever it is, you know, you want to be able to make sure you have time to respond to it.
0: Yeah, most definitely. So would you say that because, you know, safety, um, like, you know, definitely, like you said, in the home, most definitely. So within the home, do you, would you say that is very important? Because I know I have have several, but uh to have like a safety plan with the children, the, the whole family, like if this happens, we would do this or this, you know?
1: Sure. Yeah. And, and we do need to have plans. And, you know, I think everybody learned in, in school, uh, what to do if there's a fire in your house, you know, you tr- you you get out immediately and you have a rally point outside your home and you meet there. And so a lot of people can make a plan for, you know, what to do in the event of a fire. And that's OK. But as soon as you talk about, you know, somebody breaking into your home, that's really scary. And it, it, it is. It's very uneasy and it will cause you anxiety. It'll it'll cause you to lose sleep. And I say this from experience. And so, having the very having the courage to make a plan with your family and say, you know what, we have a safe home, and we have people who are here who are ready to, you know, defend you know the children and defend us. But we need to make a plan so that we know what to do in case something does happen. Now we don't think something is going to happen, but we're going to make a plan just in case. And so you can. Talk to your kids about what their role is, which is usually to uh, come to you, or if, if they're small enough, you have to go get them, and then you have to try to find what we call a safe room, which is a designated area for you to get your family to so that you can call for help and then be able to barricade yourself inside the house. And if that inner barricade is broken and you have a a weapon like pepper spray or firearm or something or taser, whatever it is, that's the place that you use it because that is your last option at that point. So just making a simple plan like that can really go a long way because when, when panic sets in and you don't know what to do, you're not going to immediately come up with a plan while you're panicked, while somebody is kicking in your front door. That's the time to execute a plan. It's not the time to make one. Go ahead and make a plan today. Think about it. Change it if you need to have your whole family walk through it, walk through your fire plan, walk through your home invasion plan, whatever it happens to be. Or, gosh, even if you have a a relative, like maybe an estranged um, father to a child, you know, what if this guy shows up because there's a restraining order? What do we do? This is how we go. Um, whatever your plan needs to be, go ahead and talk about that, have those conversations. And, and, you know, as parents, you know, you know what your kids can handle, you know, what's going to make them scared, but you also know how to talk to them and encourage them and empower them. So go ahead and, you know, don't be afraid to have those conversations.
0: Yeah, I like that you said empower because that is
1: mm-hmm. good
0: for them to feel like at least they'll know you in that situation. And they really take that, take that on you leave them like helpless and like they don't know that's got a terrifying for adults so you imagine for a child
1: exactly exactly very good point
0: yeah Uh, you know listening and and um, going over a lot of your stuff it just really because i'm one that um i think i don't know what event it was i think it was around around the time when uh there was those church shootings and the mall and all that stuff and Mm -hmm. i remember i had a best friend that was living where i'm at now and we decided to go to the movies. You know, I hadn't been anywhere. You know, because I kind of like stayed home. That kind of freaked me out. I was like, nowhere safe anymore. there're no churches. Right. No, there's no everywhere. Mm-hmm, so I kind of mm-hmm. paralyzed and I stayed home. So you know, we decided to go see Twilight. We went to movie theaters. But from that day on, ever since that had happened, like um, every time like I take my son to movie theaters, I always look around before I sit down. If I had to get out of here, should I sit here? You know, I'm yeah, not always very good. church. I would do that in yeah. church. Like I need to sit on the outside so I
1: can do- get <laughs> Yes, I do the same thing and, and good on you for doing it. Map out those, you know, situations and where you're going to go. And if, you know, your son wants to sit with somebody else at church, you know, a family member, a friend, you say, okay, from there, if you decide to sit over there, uh, if you have good behavior, cause you always have to have good behavior in church. Um, you know, you, you get up and you go out the other side and I will meet you across the street or I will meet you at the car. You know, know, have that rally point like you would if there was a fire somewhere uh, and make sure that, you know, they know where to go. And if you want to and the place is open, you can actually walk around and walk through it and see. Now, that may not be the necessarily case at the movie theater. But, you know, you just one thing that I will do when my son was really young was I would play the game, count the doors with him. So we would go to McDonald's and we would walk in and I would say, hey, buddy, how many doors are here? Now, he's in preschool. He's just learned how to count, you know. And so, I, you know, I was like, how many doors are there? So he'd stand up and he'd point his little fingers like one, two, and like the whole restaurant can hear and count it. You know, he's just pointing at it. And, and and so we would do that. And eventually one day I asked him to do it. And I said, okay, buddy, how many doors are here? He's like, there's six. I'm like, "Well, how do you know? Because I counted when I walked in. And that's what I wanted him to do. Was to be able to walk in and start looking for those exits like we're talking about. And so that was just second nature to him. That didn't feel strange. That didn't cause any anxiety. It was there in his brain. Ready to go as a tool if he needed it. So yeah, absolutely. Make a mental map of everywhere you go.
0: Yeah. Most definitely. This is something I I really appreciate this. Because I know I have listeners that need to hear it. And I used to, um, prior to COVID, I used to teach. And so there's like so many things that we don't think of that you know outside of the home too you, you know that we could be prepared for like if our children are you know walking from point a to b or just or just you know like whatever just never ever know and i think mm-hmm. thinking about that stuff I'm Like, why are you thinking about that because right. it makes me uncomfortable to think about it but it it, it comes in my head you know and it's like, right but it, it could, i'd rather be prepared
1: Absolutely. And, and you know, embrace that thinking, you know, because it will be uncomfortable and it may take you a day or two to really fully embrace it. But, you know, when it gets there, you do it. And I'll tell people a lot, you know, just because you make a fire escape plan doesn't mean that you are going to, you know, wish that your house catches on fire. You're not going to just somehow make that happen. You know, it's not going to be some sort of random thing that happens just because you think about your house you know, catching a fire and what you would do does not mean that you're willing that to happen. And so the same thing with, you know, going to church and thinking about where you would exit, you're not willing something bad to happen there. You're just making a plan and you hope you don't have to use it.
0: Yeah. And I think when those thoughts come in, I think it's like our conscious, like our subconscious or our better judge is telling us like these things that are, we already are there, you know, or just, or maybe like it could be a trigger, like what, you know, the Columbine, uh, for you, that mm-hmm. that was huge for me too because working in in the school and then sending my child off to school, I would always look around. that. Would concern me, you know. Oh like yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so, most definitely. So would you? Would you? I, okay. So this is something that I think that most people don't think about. But do you think that children should know CPR and first aid of what they can do? You know, because I know some are too small to be able to sure but it can be beneficial for a younger sibling
1: or. or mm-hmm. No, I you know. think that's, I think that's a good idea because I think I got my first CPR certification. when I was like 16. Uh, and, you know, that was back in, the, that was back in the 1900s. Um, so, you know, I got it when I was that young and I don't know if they'll actually like certify anybody younger than that, but, you know, if you are you know, a medical professional, teach your kids, you know, how to, bandage a wound teach your kids if something really bad happens how to go get help i mean at the at the very least what you can do if something goes bad in a situation is teach your kids how to go for help but yeah if you can like really you know talk to your kids about i don't think they're going to like be able to reset somebody's you know mislocated shoulder but to be able to you know say okay well we need to immobilize your your arm here let's wrap it up in your jacket and let's go find somebody who can help i think that's a fantastic idea
0: make use of that and, and, like I said, empower them.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And and to give them confidence and not to be afraid of blood when they see it for the first time. Tell them the difference. Hey, if the blood is move, moving slowly, it's going to be okay. If the blood is moving faster, you need to go get help faster. Yeah. I'm loving this.
0: I'm loving this. Oh, me too. I'm, I'm really – I'm so happy I came across it, you know, because I, I think about these things, but then I never – I don't think I've ever seen anybody, you know, put it how you – you have it and really like embrace it. People talk about it here and there. Because even like right now, what's going on? You know, pandemic and everything. I got on. You don't have to tell me twice. I see what's going on. And
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got me some of that. You know, the the food, uh, like the military kind of like uh, the.
1: Oh yeah. Got some mm-hmm. back. Got good for you. Back.
0: I got some outside gear, some survival kit, tents, and everything. Things mobile. I, I pretty much. Mm-hmm. I got what it takes but for me it makes
1: sense to me yeah and and i I i find there are people like you and me brandy who get it and then we have somebody that we care about deeply who doesn't get it and there comes this friction where you try to explain like, Hey, you know what? There's going to be, you know, disrupts to service. Uh, there's going to be disrupts in the food chain. We saw toilet paper sell out, you know, in 2020, you know, these things are going to happen. So let's go ahead and stock up on some items here so that we'll be ready for this. And then other people are like, well, McDonald's has been there for the last 50 years. It's going to be there again. I'm you're, you're being paranoid. You're being, you're being crazy. And, all you're doing is looking at what's happening. You're looking at the trends. You're looking at the news. You're seeing what's happening in your own community. And you want to go ahead and be ready for your response when it's time to respond. So, yeah, good for you for going and and making sure that your family is, is going to be okay. And when we come up on somebody who does not understand what we're doing or or the severity of what could happen, just remind them of things that did happen, like, hey, we sold out of toilet paper, you know, um, <laughs> in the United States and in Britain. Actually it sold out again in Britain like two, three weeks ago. Thankfully, that has not come here yet. Um, so just point back to say, hey, this we didn't think this was going to happen, but it did. So, you know, we need to try to figure out what's the next thing that's going to happen and we'll be ready for it.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I don't get how people don't like learn and remember like, well, that happened there. So I think we should probably Mm -hmm. not like how they were, but critical think. Put that out Mm -hmm. of (laughs) school. Put in standardized. (laughs) 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 Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is, I'm really grateful that you, there's so much more I could ask and say, but I think we got like, oh, what this does is open up more of a doorway for people to listen and they start thinking, other like more stuff that they can do to Mm -hmm. save like you when your kids are at home and you're at work if they're old enough to stay home you know right things so i think it's important that we do do our do our best to that we the best that we can
1: yes right and we're not going to be perfect and we're not always going to get it right but i would rather have a plan that i can use half of it then no plan where I use none of it and I get hurt, you know? So even if what I plan for doesn't pan out, you know, that's, that's okay. We'll, we'll use what I, some of the elements from that and we will make it work.
0: Most definitely. Most definitely. Is there like a number one mistake that people usually make when it comes to uh, the, the safety of their, their home or their family? Is there like something in common that,
1: Sure. There's there's one thing that I have, it was my very first podcast episode that I ever did. And this this topic applies to your home. It applies to being safe outside in public. It applies to being safe online. And that is you have to come to the very uncomfortable conclusion that you can be the victim of a crime. There could be something that happens to you that you don't see coming, even though that you are a good person, you always hold the door for people, you tip well when you go to a restaurant, you always stop at the red light, you know, you're a good person. And so a lot of people think because they're good people, they can't ever be a victim of a crime. Well, we all know that bad things happen to good people every day. So I try to tell people to shift their thinking to adapt the secure mindset, which is something that you and I have kind of been talking about this whole time. And that is to be able to think about your safety and a response to a situation, because even after all the podcasts that I've done and uh, a book that I have written, I can still be the victim of a crime. And it would be really bad for me to think, oh, I know I can take care of it. And it's and I get so um, narcissistic about it that I don't see danger coming. And so that would be a huge problem. So anybody, whether you are, you know, the the best person to ever walk the face of the earth, anybody can be the victim of a crime, anybody can be a victim of violence. And when you embrace that and you adopt that secure mindset, you're naturally going to make safer decisions because you know what could happen to you and you understand it. So you will naturally work for those things not to happen to you and to your family. So adopting a secure mindset about whatever it is will help you in the long run. Yes.
0: Yes. I love it. Yes. I definitely have that too. Like I said, some may call it anxiety. I said, Hey, call it what you want, but I'm ready.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Call it what you want, but I'll be out the door before you.
0: Right, and I got my pepper spray. I got two tasers, one for keychain, one like a police size one. I just, you know, I figure I can be doing if if I'm gonna spend money. This is way I look at it. Sometimes I'm like, well, if I buy this and I don't really need that, some clothes, I can put money toward safety. Sure. So, got the, thing the glass out with. I'm not playing over here. I'm um, Andy. I'm not playing. <laughs> good,
1: good. And, and I'll tell you, um, you know, for somebody who's never bought any or in, invested their money in anything to protect them, I will tell you that when somebody is kicking in your front door at two in the morning, you will pay a million dollars to make that situation go away. So go ahead now and spend some time, spend some money on buying pepper spray, know how to use it, get some training so that you don't, you don't wish, you don't hope that everything turns out okay. You will know everything's going to turn out okay because you're prepared because hope is not a plan.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Definitely. Well, I know we got to let you get out of here. So I wanted to say something to you real quick that and then sure. we'll, we'll do it. I wanted to say this because it was so odd. So the very first night that I had got all this stuff, like it came in, like the taser and all that stuff, and I was putting it away, showing my son and told how to you, you know how to use it, if in case we ever had to, and just showing, mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I, got, I got a tomahawk too, talk about to that later.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm putting all this stuff away, and I get a knock at my door, I'm like, nobody knocks at this door this time. So I'm yelling at the door, I'm not going to it, I'm like, who is that?
1: <laughs> not good.
0: I really hear them, but I thought it was my neighbor, so I opened the door, and then I was like, oh boy, it was a, some man. And he was like, can you please let me in? He said, "Um, I'm um, somebody's after me. I just need to use a phone or something. I got money. And as quick as he, before he can get that all out, I just kind of pushed the door. I said, I'm sorry. i was in here asleep. I cannot help you.
1: And yeah, he was, good.
0: And, was so fast and I just shut the door. And uh, he was like, oh, I can understand that. And In my head, I'm thinking like, wait, what just happened there? Mm-hmm. And what made you come to this door? Everything after I closed the door was running through my head. Like he had to pass how many doors before he, cut? he came to this Right. One. Right. He was really gonna catch it tonight. If he had to,
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's good. And 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 that's good. I'm glad you thought about that afterwards because I've actually had somebody come to my door once, and I truly believe they were a scam that they were scouting my house, and um, the guy just you know he came up on my porch and knocked on the door, and like I I didn't have my surveillance system up at this time. And so I kind of, you know, looked out the window. He, he kind of looked harmless enough. And I have a storm door on the front of my house. So uh, it's locked all the time. So it's not like if I open my front door, somebody can just run in. They still have to get through the storm door. And so I kind of opened it up and I looked at him. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I'm looking for my friend. I have the wrong house. And so immediately as the door opened, he was already turning around to say, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I have the wrong house because he wanted the house to be empty. He wanted to knock on that door and see that nobody was there. And when somebody opened the door, he was like, okay, this is not our house. We're moving on. And so I I thought about that for, you know, gosh, I think it's been years now and thinking, wow, somebody was actually casing my house at this point. Or I truly, you know, I can't actually prove it, but I really believe that somebody was casing my house at this point. And and me being able to talk to them through the door really made a, a, a big difference, just like in your situation.
0: Wow. That's crazy that those things are around us and we don't
1: even know it. Right? (laughs) No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Once you start, once you start down this rabbit hole of making yourself safer and understanding situational awareness and understanding how like nonverbal communication, which is body language, you see stuff all the time. Like I, you know, I see, (laughs) I see drug deals happen around me. Uh, I was um. I was at the car wash, the same one I was actually at today. It was a beautiful Saturday afternoon. People were out, you know, vacuuming their cars. Everything was great. I noticed a car came in from another direction, you know, parked right next to one of the guys who was working there. They laughed, and there was this quick hand to hand um, transaction that happened, and the dude immediately left. And I'm like, no one else here saw that but me. You know, (laughs) once you understand what to look for, you see it more and more.
0: It's not nothing obvious, people probably think they, you know, it'd probably be, if they even thought about it, more like noticeable, but it's that those things that are kind of like not, if you're not aware.
1: Mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm.
0: It's definitely, why well, do I do appreciate, I appreciate you in general, just for having that mindset and then sharing it with others. That's appreciated.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you, Brandy. And I and I appreciate being to talk being able to talk to a like minded person who understands the importance of safety and understands the importance of being ready. I, I always enjoy talking to like minded people like yourself.
0: That is the best. <laughs> Somebody <It> is. You. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: well, I would love for you to share with the listeners um where they could find you, any links, what sites and um is the, you said the book is out, right? I would love to push yes. Push the, the
1: book. Sure. Yeah. The book is out right now. It is exclusively on Amazon. You can get it in Kindle right now if you want to, or you can buy a print version. It's in prime. So you'll get it in two days. Uh, it is titled home security, the secure dad's guide. But honestly, if you just go to Amazon and you type in the secure dad, it's, it's the only thing that pops up for that. And so you can get it there. Um, If you want to, you can go check out my website, which is thesecuredad.com, and I even have free stuff for everybody to download right now. If you go to thesecuredad.com slash tools, T-O-O-L-S, there's going to be a list of these PDF guides that I have made for free for everybody What I have up right now, uh, there's a home security quick reference that will run you through kind of a checklist of some things that you can do to your house right now to make it safer. I also have a guide to the dark web for parents. This is talking about some of the information that can be seen on the dark web and how to protect your kids from it. There's a disaster preparedness checklist. And I'll leave you with this one because I know it works. Uh, I released a show about what to do after a car wreck where I pulled on my experience from 20 years ago of what it was like to be in a car accident. And then not even 7 days after releasing that episode, I was in another wreck, uh and it totaled my car. It was it was rough and um I was able to use this checklist to navigate the chaos that happened after that accident. So I absolutely know that it works and you know, I want everybody if you have a car take it, print it out stick it in your glove compartment and hope you never have to use it. So that's at The dot com slash tools.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you, so much. thank you. Once again for taking those life experiences and figuring out how to, you know, let sharing with other people so they can, you know, get through it, you know, better just, you know, it's, if people don't do that enough or a lot and it's mm-hmm. not to fault anybody, just right, it's just right. Right. You know,
1: Right, and you you hope that everybody's eyes get opened, because they have the understanding like I did, and not because they were a victim of a violent crime. So yeah, and and I appreciate your kind words.
0: Yes, thank you. I appreciate you. I'm I know I just feel so much better today, like empowered even more to like about other stuff. So yeah, talk to my son about some things. But you're always welcome. Here. Thank you for coming by and. And everybody, this is the awesome, awesome, awesome Andy, Murphy. And this is a home for you always.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Brandy. Uh, yeah, let's let's pick out another topic and let's let's talk about it some other time.
0: Sounds like a plan. Have a good day.
1: You too. Thank you, Brandy.
0: You're welcome. Bye.
1: Bye.